Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Strategic work, working on it, will not come find you. It's not a fire. It's not an angry customer. It's not an upset employee. It doesn't come find you. It silently waits. And the results you get from doing it will not come for certainly months and perhaps not years. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from Clear and Open. What I call the employee mindset, which is an aspect of mediocrity in our world, is about exerting the least amount of effort possible to accomplish the task at hand or get away with crossing the task off a list. But if you show someone as a manager that every time they drop the ball, you'll be there to catch it, then they're not likely to get any better at catching, let alone stepping up for more responsibility. When you build a culture of supervision, which for me is another word for babysitting, the result is that you begin dragging down each and every role in the organization. And if you can just follow the breadcrumbs and see where you continually fall into supervision instead of management, you can completely transform your organization for the better. That's today's topic. And related to this, I want to tell you about my next live course. Have you noticed that qualities like honor, integrity, and excellence continue to wane in our society? Does it seem like customer service reps care less and less about your problems? Do employees seem to be lacking a spring in their step? The pandemic and the current political divides in the U.S., in my opinion, revealed, not created, some difficult things for us to look at. Depression, malaise, lostness, and an overall lack of meaning in our society. So I've got a new course beginning January 6, 2022. This winter quarter will feature embodied values and virtues, the path of character. We'll use the eight virtues of the samurai as a framework for the cultivation of honor, the embodiment of soul-level values, and the achievement of excellence. If you feel like you lack some direction for motivation or excellence, this course will help. If you're not, but you have employees who are in that situation, this will help them. To learn more, please go to courses.clearandopen.com and look for embodied values and virtues. We begin live on January 6th. That's Thursday, 11.15 a.m. Pacific time. I hope to see you there. Now on with the show. Employees, I mean all of us, but the employee, an employee mentality especially is that people are going to, in general, use the least amount of effort to get the job done. So if you show you demonstrate, and it doesn't matter what you say, but if you demonstrate to an employee that they don't need to completely hold a responsibility, that if they falter, you'll be there to remind them to catch them, then why should they step up? Why should they take on more responsibility? Even if you give them more money, why should they? You've shown them that they don't have to. And it's far easier for someone to take a portion of responsibility rather than total responsibility. Because in their minds, they're, th- they're thinking, if they screw up, it's not entirely their fault because you're kind of on their team 
you're holding it with them. And this can, like I said before, this can appear like it's what support is, but I'm asserting that it's not. And I've seen some head nods that um, tell me that you're tracking. So what does this have to do with working on it? Well, when you have a significant or even a moderate amount of supervision happening in an organization, what it does is it pulls everyone on the org chart down to the level below them. So the bottom rung in an organization, the technicians, they pull down their managers because they're getting help with stuff that they should own. Right. So now you have managers who are supposed to be doing mostly management work, some technical work at that level, depending on the size of the organization. They get pulled down into assisting and babysitting, supervising technical work. So now there's going to be things like system design and troubleshooting, certainly managing employees. They're not going to have time to do that because they're overwhelmed. They get overwhelmed because they're doing parts of jobs that are not theirs to do. But they tell themselves, oh, I'm supporting my people. They're not. They're treating their people like children and making sure that they can't do their job either because now they don't have time. You see where this is going? Now, when that first level manager can't fully do what their responsibilities are because they're pulled down to the level below them, the level above that manager gets pulled down too. And this continues all the way up to the CEO. Some of you are CEOs. This is probably why you're having to do things that you shouldn't be doing. It goes all the way down and everywhere in your entire org chart. When's the last time, think, think about this for a moment, when's the last time you reminded someone about something? And how many times do you do that a week? That's the breadcrumb trail that shows you where you're supervising. That's the breadcrumb trail that tells you how people are relating to responsibility. Responsibility means you got it. You own it. You need no reminders. You need no follow-up. You need no support. And if you do need the support, you ask for it proactively. Can you say that about every single person in your organization? Can you say that about yourself? Do you need to be reminded? Because if you need to be reminded of stuff, I have some bad news for you. In integrity, you don't get to demand responsibility from anyone who works for you because you're just like them. That's the bad news. The good news is when you change that in yourself, it will change everyone in the organization, at least a little bit, without even much intention. Some part of it will take some intention, but leadership means that people follow you. So if, if all you got from today, from what I'm saying today, if all you got was the next time you have to remind someone of something, investigate why they had to be reminded and come up with a plan so that they don't need to be reminded, that alone could be transformative for your organization. But that's going to take longer and more effort than just saying, oh, don't worry about it, just get it to me tomorrow. And it's also going to be emotionally uncomfortable because it's a kind of confrontation. So that leads us to the topic today. Any questions, comments so far? Okay. Thanks, Joseph. I really like the breadcrumbing. Um, 
showing yeah. us how to follow it. Those three things, you know, who did I remind, what did I remind, and how often do I remind? I don't think I've heard you say that before, and I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, the, the breadcrumb metaphor is new. Thanks for noticing. Yeah. So the original uh, topic for this uh, talk, and I've got 10 or so minutes to get to it, which is good. I can do that. It was about working on it. So uh, working on it, it's uh, the idea between the difference between working in it and on it is a now very popular idea. It was created by Michael Gerber, who founded Emith, company I worked for. In a few months, it'll be 19 years ago, which makes me feel quite old in some ways. And I want—I guess I want to frame it this way. Right now, there's something you're not getting to. There's something important in your life that you're not getting to. You probably know what it is. And it probably has something to do. I mean, there's probably more than one thing, right? But let's talk about a working on it thing. There's an org chart that needs to be revised, a position agreement that needs to be created, uh, a new vision that needs to be written. Maybe there's plans related to diversifying your services, which would be a good thing to be doing about a year ago, right? The, the problem with working on it is the business you have right now is a result of the working on it you did or did not do two years ago. That's the thing. It's a kind of trailing indicator. So we're not trained to do work of any kind for the most part. We're not conditioned to do work that doesn't have an immediate impact. And especially during the crisis, the pandemic, that's even more so. Strategic work, working on it, will not come find you. It's not a fire. It's not an angry customer. It's not an upset employee. It doesn't come find you. It silently waits. And the results you get from doing it will not come for certainly months and perhaps not years. We are right now in the history of our culture, a history of the consciousness of human beings, more I would offer prone to instant gratification thinking and operating than ever before in the last 30,000 years of being Homo sapiens. I think it's 30,000 years. I think before that it was Homo erectus. But someone maybe will correct me later. So we are instant gratification prone more than ever. And social media makes that even worse. It trains us like monkeys to orient even more that way. Get the dopamine hit. Get the dopamine hit. You know, when you're going through your email, instead of knocking them down one at a time, you look for the quick wins. wins. What can I delete? What can I handle right now? What will make me feel productive in the next 90 seconds? That way of thinking is a disease that causes us to think, how do I make myself feel better, really is where it comes from, right now, rather than what can I build that will be a foundation for the rest of my life? Because there is no gratification in that work typically. And it's difficult. It doesn't give you the dopamine hit. It doesn't get you high. That's the thing about technical work. It gives you that sense of satisfaction. You got something done. And when your employee needs your help and it asks for help and involves you on something that they really by now need to be owning themselves, how's that feel? You say sometimes that it makes you crazy, but don't you love being the hero? Don't you love being needed? 
Isn't it nice? That's the real truth. The real truth is that you like it. And that's why you keep doing it. And the alternative, trying to change it, is so unknown and so uncomfortable that it's the easiest thing in the world to avoid. Because after all, isn't it working okay? Isn't it working okay right now? If you're supervising significantly in your business, think about how much money that is. If you were to eliminate supervision completely in your business right now, how many FTEs could you eliminate? Any? A handful? When you supervise, you're using management resources that actually belong somewhere else because babysitting is not a line item on your P&L. That's costing you money. It's like having, it's like servicing a debt that you never should have borrowed. It's straining the P&L with resources you don't have. And it distorts the entire picture of that P&L and makes it look like your overhead is higher than it is. Because you just assume, well, people need to be reminded of stuff and followed up about. And one of my favorite expressions, retrained. I had a client once in Connecticut who I was talking with about accountability. And he said, his people were making too many mistakes. I said, well, what happens when somebody makes the same mistake twice? He says, well, they get retrained. What does that mean? Well, someone goes through the task again and shows them how to do it. I said, well, that assumes they don't know how to do it in the first place. If they've gone through the training a couple of times, don't they know how to do it? He says, yeah, I think so. Well, then why are you retraining them? That makes, that's like talking louder when someone doesn't understand English. You know, It makes no sense. So what has to happen in those moments, instead of retraining, which is content, oh, you messed this up, even though I've told you 10 times how to do it. Well, let me show you one more time. That's a form of supervision. That's not what's, what the problem is. There's a conversation that needs to be had there that says, okay, you've been shown this 10 times. What's going wrong? What's going on here? Why am I still having to look over your shoulder? I don't know. I'll try harder next time. Okay. I appreciate the sincerity of that. But when you tell me you don't know what went wrong and that you'll try harder next time, you guarantee that it will happen again because you don't know how it happened last time or the time before that. So we need to sit down here and explore what actually was going through your head and what your confusion is. We got to actually get to what the real problem is. Now, you see, that conversation takes probably five times longer than just retraining the person, doesn't it? It takes more effort. And you don't know what you're going to find either. So there's an unknown element there. You don't know what the reason is. It's an exploration. And so that's those are some of the reasons why people mostly won't do that. So it may take five times longer. And by five times longer, I mean 15 minutes instead of you know, three minutes or something like that. It's not really a whole lot of time. But when you do that, you grow the person up and they become a more powerful human being, which will translate into everything that they do. Not just that one thing. That's management. Developing the person using whatever happened in the job so that they become a more evolved, more aware person rather than retraining them, showing them how to do the thing again, which by the way, treats them like a cog in your machine because it communicates to them, I actually don't care what's going on in your internal world. I just want this task done well. 
and then you wonder why they resent you. Now, I, don't, I know none of you intentionally are treating employees that way, but this is what happens. And we all know what the road to hell is made of, right? Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.